Hey, it is so great to see you guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, man, who's excited for tonight? <clears throat> these, uh, man, these nights of prayer and worship have become, you know, one of the services that I look forward to the most every month. And it is just an honor to worship with you guys, to just go before the feet of Jesus and pour out our praises. And I know we're really excited. And uh, I just wanted to share for a few minutes uh, some of the stuff that the Lord really put on my heart today, uh, just about worship. And uh, we all agree that the importance of worship is huge. Amen. Um, who in here would describe yourself as a worshiper? All right. Well, hey, if you didn't raise your hand, you're not fulfilling your biblical calling because everybody is a worshiper. That's why we were created. Amen. To worship and glorify the Lord. And so if you didn't raise your hand tonight, I'm not trying to, you know, get on anybody, but I would encourage you to really press in to the calling that Lord, the Lord has placed on your life to be a worshiper, to honor him, to glorify him, not only in song, but in action, in your family, in your life. And because worship matters, amen? amen. Worship matters to the Lord. Worship should matter to you. And, uh, you know, oftentimes I think we allow personal distraction to get in the way of our worship. You know, we sing songs, but, but the, the, the gap between our heads and our hearts isn't always bridged. Sometimes there's a space between them. You know, and sometimes you may even be serving in a ministry area and you're not worshiping. But all of these things, our lives in general, are, are to be worshiped, amen? Because worship is a lifestyle. And, uh, you know, tonight we're gathered as a body of believers to practice our beliefs and to celebrate him. And praise is the expression that we give to the worship that we live. And so I just want to go over six reasons really quickly for the importance of worship. You know, and number one, worship involves the surrender of our lives. And uh, Romans 12:1 says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is true and proper worship. And number two is worship puts our focus on him. Uh, true worship is based on the desire to honor God and it requires a personal revelation of God as found in the scriptures. Worship isn't based on our likes or our dislikes or our preferences, but it's based on his character, amen? amen. Number three, worship involves getting out of the way. I love this one. <laughs> Man, we have to learn to remove ourselves from worries, from our opinions, from our questions, and most of all, uh, from ourselves so that we can worship and appropriate honor. It's letting go, and sometimes we get in the way of our own worship experience, and we get in the way of what the Lord wants to do in and through us. I know I'm guilty of that. Number four, worship involves personal sacrifice. And I think we can all agree that it's easier to worship when you're in a really good place, right? <laughs> After a huge victory, it's easy to give God the glory. Um, but worship oftentimes requires a sacrifice of our feelings and our fears to give God the focus that he deserves. And Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. Number five, we must worship in the face of pain and loss. And I think King David demonstrated what it means to look like, or what it looks like 
uh, to worship in the face of loss and pain. You know, his baby died, and he prayed, and he prayed, but that was the end. I don't know that some of you in here tonight are in that place of pain, in that place of mourning, in that place of, of whatever it is, you fill in the blank. But it's so important that in times of pain and loss that we move towards God rather than away from God. And I think David shows us that we have to say, man, I feel so much pain and it's okay to acknowledge your pain. It's okay to be in the pain, but I'm gonna press in towards God instead of push him away. And the last reason, number six, is worship is celebrating who God is and what he has done. And Psalm 100 says, shout to God, or shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God, it is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. Say the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. The Lord is good. <laughs> and his love endures forever. Yeah. And so tonight, you know, whatever one of those things, those six things that you feel like you need to focus on, whatever struck a chord with you, just encourage you to do that because we're here to worship. This isn't a place where we put on a face and we pretend to be perfect. You know, a lot of times uh, they refer to the church as a hospital because we're all just needing from the Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's worship tonight. I'm going to pray for us and then we'll jump in. Father, we just thank you uh, that we can come together as a body of believers in the midst of what we're going through and worship you because you're good and you're worthy. So God, we just want to put on the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness tonight because we know that you're here. We know that you're speaking. We know that you're moving. God, and we know that none of us are here by accident and there's a purpose in all of this. So we surrender to you afresh and everyone said, amen. This is a house of miracles. 
and give God the glory tonight. Hold you down and couldn't steal your crown. There's resurrection power in your name, in your name. Let all the earth cry out, lift up the holy sound. Give all the glory now to Jesus' name, Jesus' name. And death couldn't hold you down in hell. Moving in the midst, 
worship. It's a song of faith tonight. He's in everything, every moment, every situation, every circumstance. He's working for your good and for his glory. So we sing this with hearts abandoned tonight. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't, I 
you're still the healer and you're still my father and everything everything is for my good i can trust in who you are you're my provider jehovah jireh you tonight. Lord, for the altars that you've built in our past so that we could apply them to our future. The things looking back that we thought were impossible that you brought us through. Lord, and there are things in this room tonight that feel impossible. But Lord, that's when we get to choose you. That's when we get to choose to trust you, to choose to praise you, to offer up that sacrifice of praise because you are worthy. And so Lord, we stand here tonight with hearts abandoned, with praise on our lips, in every season, and every circumstance that you can think of, I'm sure it's in this room. But man, Lord, that doesn't change who you are and your love for us and your mercy. Lord, we thank you that your goodness and mercy follows us every single day. That there isn't a day that you've left us. There isn't a day that you weren't by our sides. God, because you are who you say you are. And when our faith wavers, your faithfulness never does. So Lord, we thank you for that tonight. We worship you in spite of whatever it is. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good evening.
If you have your Bible, open it to Psalm 113. Looks like we're raising the lights just a little bit. If you have your phone, you don't have to worry about it. Have you settled in your heart and in your mind to praise the Lord? Hallelujah means praise the Lord. When you look at Psalm 113, you'll see it starts with three words and ends with three words, and it says, praise the Lord. Hallelujah is a Hebrew word. And it means praise Yahweh. You've heard Alleluia. It's the Latin translation of the same exact word. Praise the Lord. In church, we get used to singing praise the Lord, saying praise the Lord. Maybe some of you have a habit of saying hallelujah, hallelujah, when great things happen. Look at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Tonight I would submit to you that if you are a servant, a faithful servant, then you can praise. And if you are not, then you cannot. If you're a servant of someone, a faithful servant, a faithful servant, then you love to serve who you're called to serve. Even in the Bible, as some might find themselves an indentured slave or servant because of debt or because of whatever, because of life. Because, yea, they were even stolen from someone and given to someone else and owned by them. The Bible tells us to honor. I would submit to you, if you, if you have a job and you hate who you work for, it's not a fun job. And you, you don't have a whole lot of praise on your tongue. With the Lord, we always have something to praise Him for. So our hearts have to be settled on that condition, starting with our salvation, the miracle above all miracles. Is it easier to say, rise and stand and be healed, or to say that your sins are forgiven? we sometimes forget that our salvation is a miracle. Verse 2, Blessed 
be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. The psalmist has now settled in his heart and his mind that he will indeed always praise the Lord. Growing up, as I went to church, got saved, said the sinner's prayer when I was 11. And I would go to church and I would have this thing called a hymnal. And we would open it and sing. Onward, Christian soldier, marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before. I'm sure at least one of those notes did not hit. Because it didn't, I didn't, wasn't reminded of it when I sang it myself. The songs hit me to a certain degree. But they were just kind of what we did week after week. And at one point, I could sing, and it was just about the singing. And my first experience at Calvary Chapel, when, when I rededicated my life to the Lord, and, 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 and I was in a congregation of believers who sang, it was a little awkward. Because it was this, and I was used to this. But it didn't take me very long, especially when the Lord was bringing me back to him at this place where the word was taught and I was learning to understand that these people are worshiping and they're clapping their hands and they're raising their arms and they're truly worshiping. And the psalmist has settled in his mind that that would be who he would be. He would be a worshiper of the Lord, that he would be able to stay in spirit and truth, praise the Lord, and he would know why. The Bible tells us to praise with understanding. And not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays, look at verse 3, from the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised all day, every day. Isaiah 26 3 says, he will keep him in perfect peace, perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee or God. For us to actually keep our mind stayed on the Lord, we have to be praising him. We have to be acknowledging who he is and who we aren't. His power in our life and our weakness, we have to humbly come before him every single day and every single moment. And sometimes, unfortunately, we can reserve it for Sundays and Wednesdays. Verse four, the Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Think of it. God's glory goes beyond the heavens. The heavens are, are what we can see. 
Now, with, with our technology, we can see some pretty crazy things out there, and we know there's some cra- crazy things out there, some beautiful things, some things that we can't even begin to see the detail. And that doesn't yet touch, touch God's glory, the psalmist says. That he's beyond even our time and space. Verse 5. Who is like the Lord our God who dwells on high? Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. Beyond our time and space and yet he can be here to behold, to look, to see what's going on in each of our lives, in each of his servants' lives especially, to take care. And he saw it before he even created us and found a way that we would be safe and secure and know his power. Verse 7, he raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap. That he may seat him with princes, with the princes of his people. You may find yourself poor. You may find yourself needy. Your God can see that, and your God has a plan for that to seat you with princes. When we sing on Sundays and Wednesdays in this place, when you choose in your car on a day that you didn't expect what happened was going to happen, and you're confused and you don't know where you are and the world is upside down and you choose to say, Lord, I will praise you. Hallelujah. You're operating in the power of your God. And not only do Christians, we get to experience that here. We get to experience with those that might be called princes, with Jesus Christ himself, with God the Holy Spirit, God the Father. In his place where his glory is outside our time and space. That's the promise of Scripture. That's why the psalmist says, praise the Lord. Praise the name of Yahweh. A thing we can take too many times in a very common way. Verse 9, he grants the barren woman a home like a joyful Mother of children. A barren woman, you see, would have been pitied, rejected, looked down upon. 
Jesus says, I can take that lowly state of even the barren woman and lift her to the place that she would never imagine. That's what our God does. And the psalmist ends with, praise the Lord. May hallelujah never be a common thing to us. May praise the Lord never be a common thing to us. And may we use it much, much more than just here at church. God, we thank you for your great love for us. We thank you that we can even stand before you and praise and give thanks. God, forgive us when we have thought of it as a common thing because you are an uncommon, majestic God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Let's stand together. And I'm counting 
you're renaming me every soul find rest every heart believe there's a father who loves us and that's why we sing say even in doubt even in doubt in uncertainty you're still working still moving Father who loves us, and that's why we see even, even in doubt and uncertainty in the wrestling, you're renaming me. Every soul find rest, every heart believe. There's a Father who
One more time, we sing even in doubt. Praising the King of Kings, we sing. said this on, on Sunday, but and I never want this to be a place where we come and we take the moves of the Holy Spirit for granted. Amen? 
No, this isn't going to be a place where we take the Holy Spirit for granted. Amen? Come on, that's not what this is about. You know, and I know that there's people in here who have been in long seasons of wrestling and long seasons of doubt and uncertainty. But man, that, that line in that bridge, that even through it, he's renaming you for a purpose, for his purpose. So I want to encourage you tonight. Man, he's worthy of our worship in spite of. You know, it's just as Pastor Robert said, hallelujah, it's so, it's so powerful, it's so weighty. Yet we use it so flippantly. Man, but we're, we're singing to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of every soul, of every heart, of every human being, of life itself. Man, and he saw us in our humanity, in our fragile state, and still chose to come and die. And if nothing else, man, that's worthy enough, amen? So I just want to sing this chorus one more time. I know it's a new song, but man, you know, the verses, what would it look like to sing with hearts abandoned? Can we do that tonight? Can we worship him with hearts abandoned and sing that hallelujah, that he's worthy of all the glory, not just in this room today, but forever, amen. So come on, we're gonna sing that chorus again, just of hallelujah. We're gonna pour it out at his feet because he's worthy. So come on, we sing. Hallelujah, you are worthy of the glory and my praise. Hallelujah, holy, holy, you are worthy forever. Come on, forever, amen. Forever, amen. Forever, amen. Forever, amen. Amen. Spirit of God, as we lean into this moment, as we press into your presence, let heaven come down. Oh, Spirit of God. you draw us even closer. God, our hearts are filled with wonder. 
You're the fire in the morning. You're the cool in the evening. The breath in my soul. All the life in my bones. There is no hesitation in your love and affection. It's the sweetest of all. Cause Lord, I
fully surrendered to you. No matter how hard it is, Jesus, we want to be fully surrendered to you in your will, in your way. feel like tonight there's some things that are getting in our way of fully surrendering to the Lord. You know, as we, we sang in this song, I throw my fears into the wind, but fear is just the beginning for some of us in here tonight, whether it's, whether it's fear or anxiety or a broken relationship or a circumstance or a friendship that's dissolved or an issue in your family maybe a problem in your marriage a hidden sin you know whatever it is tonight let's leave it at the feet of Jesus I just want to take a second and declare over you that fear has to leave in the name of Jesus. Amen. That anxiety has no place in your life because of the name of Jesus. That this situation that you're going through isn't the end, it's just the beginning because of Jesus. And when we begin to take hold of the name of Jesus, that's where true freedom is. There's some of you in here tonight who have been struggling for this with the same thing for so long. But in the name of Jesus, there's freedom. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? And we know that the Spirit of the Lord is here, amen? And so just begin to let the name of Jesus be exalted in your life. Anxiety go, fear go, bitterness go, hopelessness go. Because it's Jesus that we want. And Jesus, we're opening up our hearts to you in this moment because we know that you always have our best in mind. No greater love than this, than he who would lay down his life for his friends. So let's sing, I open up right here, right now, as a declaration tonight that we're opening up our hearts to Jesus to come and do what only he can to uproot the things that we've built our lives upon because we want to build our lives upon Jesus because at the end of the day all this other stuff doesn't matter but Jesus you're the one that matters I 
we're done trying it on our own. We know that your way is so much better. That your way has the purpose that we're so desperately seeking. The validation that we're craving, the love that we feel like we're missing, we know that it's all found in Jesus. So Lord, we're coming after you. We're coming home to you. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, the freedom that we have in Jesus. Oh, the new life that we have in Jesus. Oh, the love that we found in Jesus. Amen. And so we're just going to worship him. Just one more song, just declaring that, that, oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Because of his sacrifice, we're standing here today in freedom. You know, we've been singing all night, talking about it all night, that he's worthy of our praise. Uh, man, this is another new song. Uh, but just encourage you guys to sing. Sing it out when you get it. We're just gonna worship together. Oh, what a 
price paid for our freedom this crimson love poured out for us oh we will always be of his blood come on right here right now we're standing in freedom this is this is oh this is love and his name is jesus and because of his blood we're standing in oh this is oh this is love
Thank you guys so much for being here tonight, for worshiping with us, for just following the leading of the Spirit. I just pray that over you, that you'd remember, you know, whatever you're going through, that the blood of Jesus is enough. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.